It makes me want to hug these guys and kiss them. But make sure you keep it locked right here on your number one favorite station. Yeah, yeah. baby! Oscar Duarte is on the show. Mr. Duarte, explain yourself. Why are you here? What do you love to do? What do you think the world should know about you? And then tell us about the Green Scorpion. How's it going, Josiah? Thank you for having me. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, we've actually been friends since, ooh, God knows how long. 20 plus years, I would say. I would say so, yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, the other day, I was actually surprised to hear uh, to hear from him, and uh, he was like, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, totally." My name is Oscar Duarte. I'm actually a video game reviewer on YouTube, specifically called The Green Scorpion. For the most part, I do countdowns, like top tens and whatnot, as well as individual video game reviews and let's plays. So for anyone who's interested in that kind of thing, um, uh, you can go ahead and check uh, The Green Scorpion on YouTube. I would totally appreciate it. For now. I believe we've got some music to review. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit about your following and what people's feedback has been on your review so far? Sure, why not? Currently I have around uh, 42,000 subscribers and uh, that number has been going up gradually. Good reception. Obviously I'm gonna have some people or who don't like my opinion, but you know what, that's par for the course when it comes to internet opinions. But yeah, my videos get uh, upwards of uh, between 10,000 and 100,000 views. Overall, I would say that my videos get some pretty good reception and people love them. So the way things are going, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Excellent. And by the way, when did you start doing the Green Scorpion video game reviews? Uh, this was about three years ago when I actually was in community college. Wow. Because uh, I was taking a video editing course uh, back then. And then, and then I was like, uh, I was a huge fan of guys like uh, the Fiery Joker and Rabbit Luigi and the Autark of Flame who were also uh, video game reviewers like myself. And I was like, hey, I want to do the same thing these guys do. So I eventually picked it up and eventually it became a habit, became uh, kind of a side job for me. Overall, I love doing it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Definitely your inflation rate's a lot higher than mine because I think... I've been doing it two years now just to celebrate our second anniversary and like I'm still in like the tens and the hundreds so I, at least I got some role models to look up to like you. Mm, thank you. So Oscar, it's so good to be reunited with you and uh, looking forward to see what your take is going to be on our instrumental tracks tonight. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to be in your range or way out of your range but let's hope and see. On round number one, we're actually going to be doing a teaser. Mm. Um, so this is just going to be like two minute long tracks before I get into the more extended songs afterwards.
right, All of the Lights Interlude by Kanye West up against Chase That Intro off of Lecrae's record, but I think produced by Joseph Prielozny. All right, which intro would you rather listen to? Well, actually, since he seems to be the mastermind of this, I'm going to give the first floor to Oscar Duarte. Go ahead. I actually just have to ask one question. Kanye West wrote that? Wow. I'm pleasantly impressed by that. That was actually really, really nice. Um, if I were to give it to anyone, however, in this one, I'd actually go with Chase That. Now, what I will say is that while All of the Lights does have a little bit more instrument diversity, I don't know, what Chase That did with its with its constant buildup and the legato of the strings, just that little buildup and, and every point where it just added a little more, every single time that happened, I was like, ooh, giving me some more. Okay, keep going. And it did. And it makes me really want to hear more of it. So, of these two, I definitely give it to Chase that. Now, unfortunately, we're going to butt heads a little bit on this one because I actually think All of the Lights is one of the most classic orchestra intros into a hip-hop record that I've that I've heard in my lifetime. I think it has a really timeless melody. Chase that I actually find a bit forgettable, to be honest with you. I do appreciate the build like you're saying, and I do think it's a partial necessary intro to the track it led into um, on the full record, if you were to hear the full record. But at the same token, I think all of the lights had this more classic old-school appeal, while Chase that had the more modern almost like if it's leading up to a rock concert, even though it's part of a hip hop album. Um, it had the, like more a skillet strings feel to me. And not, not to say skillet strings are bad, I'm just saying that they don't sound as classic. They sound a bit more modernized. While Kanye surprised me by going like back to this like old English orchestra feel with that just simple violin tone and the piano mixed in. So I'm actually gonna give that to Kanye. We got a tied vote on round one, which means no result. <laughs>
Wow. That was Jerusalem Arise Overture by Paul Wilbur up against Steve Jablonski with Infinite White. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this the first show where I give Oscar Duarte the floor first on every round. So take it away, Oscar. Oh, jeez, man. You have no idea how much of a sucker I am for ambient choral dirges. Ooh, those voices. Mm. But enough gushing. If I were to choose between these two... I would probably give it to Jerusalem Arise for a couple of reasons. I loved Infinite White's uh, epic feel. I love the way they incorporated the voices, the instruments, and everything. However, I think it took a little too long to establish what it was going to do. The intro was about a minute long, and that's a little too much for me. Jerusalem Arise had like a nice, tranquil intro with an oboe and everything, and then it had this, and it had this gradual buildup. At the same time, still had the diversity, uh, and the diversity of dynamics and the diversity of moods, and it kept switching it up every now and then. It went from it went from a tranquil little intro to this grand rising, and then back to a nice calm feel until eventually building up to that epic march temp tempo that it had at the end. Love it. I think we're going to be dealing like with a constant modern against old school type of feel with this. And I think rightfully so, because it just shows you how much we can learn from even the old school orchestra pieces in creating modern soundtracks of today. Don't get me wrong, Infinite White did a beautiful job, mm -hmm. almost like a near Halo-like feel with the type of melody it was creating and build it was creating. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, I tend to disagree. I think... Jerusalem Arise had a better a better tease, but I think Infinite White got to its point a bit faster. I think that's the only disagreement I may have with you on that one. But Infinite White I think is more if you like the the heavy drum bass and a a tease. It doesn't even touch it close, but a tease of a dubstep feel as compared to a natural orchestra feel. So if you want to go comparing an electronic sound to an, a natural orchestra sound, I think this all boils down to preference. So I'm actually going to give that a positive tie. I actually can't agree with you on that because you're right. I'm, I'm always more of an... I, I'm, I always more enjoy an acoustic sound, which is what drew me to Jerusalem Arise. Yeah, I can agree with you. Like, Infinite White certainly did a good job, and I was this close. That means in this situation, if one of us ties and there's one vote, the vote overrules. So, it's actually one point to Team Kingdom, a Paul Wilbur win on that one. Alrighty. We're going to get into round Numero Thress.
The Blue Umbrella Instrumental by John Brion, the soundtrack to the short film of the same name. That was the intro to Monsters University back in 2013 by Pixar. Which, by the way, I think is probably the most genius short film intro of all the Pixar movies, period. Don't get me wrong, I love the two love volcanoes too. Um, I love some of the ones that have come out, you know, before some of the Toy Story ones as well. But this is my particular favorite, in my opinion. As far as movies go, I'm sorry, but you cannot touch The Incredibles. Incredibles 2, the day cannot come any faster. And as far as Pixar trilogies, you cannot touch Toy Story. Uh, that's that. That's where I'm going to agree with you. I was I was a little skeptical about The Incredibles, but once you said Toy Story, I was like, nah, I'm, like, I'm going to concede that one. Well, I feel good after that. <laughs> exactly. The Blue Umbrella did what it was intended to do. All the happy and sad moments visually all come back to your head even from just hearing the instrumental version without seeing the visual. So it did what it was meant to do to match the story. However, take the story and video away from it. This is funny, but when I'm watching the visual, I find the harps and the happy walk in the park rain moments more enjoyable. But I find them boring without the visuals, and I find the darker parts more interesting when you're just listening to the instrumental. That might just be a personal opinion, or I don't know if that's just me, I probably is, but just to put that personal opinion out there. And as far as, again, I think it's again gonna be a modern against a classical battle again, because I think Jesus' name above all names took a more classical route uh, with its harp touches. So let's hear from Oscar first, and then I'll get into my vote. I actually agree with a lot of what you said in terms of what you mentioned about the blue umbrella. Because, yes, it does the job well, but honestly, I feel like this is no contest because hearing the blue umbrella suite alone without any context towards the movie kind of takes a lot of what it was intentionally meant to do. Jesus name above all names, I'm sorry, but I'm giving it to that one here because, wow, it was grandiose, it was beautiful, the mix of instruments was fantastic, and it actually took a jazz trope. That's right, you memorized all of them. Like, it pretty much implemented the jazz trope of different instruments taking the melody exactly. every time it went through. The first time was a harp, the second time was, I believe, a, uh, it was a violins, the third time was the guitar, and the fourth time was the clarinet. Crazy, bro. And I was like, thank you for mixing it up. And once again, I'm a sucker for choral, uh, for choral backgrounds. When it came in during the clarinet section, oh, I lost it. Exactly. So yeah, this is no contest for me. In this case, I'm going to double back you on that one and also give it to Jesus' name above all names unanimously.
Wow, I gotta give a major shout out to Maranatha Music on this show. They are blowing me away so far. Alright, that was Humble Thyself in the Sight of the Lord by Maranatha Music, up against the battle by Harry Gregson Williams from the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe soundtrack. I really, 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 really hope that it's not my bias talking here, because you're making me compare the Maranatha players with the soundtrack from The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. Uh, I will acknowledge what you said earlier, that those with ADD will have a little bit of a tough time listening to something like The Battle, because it is a long track, and it does help if you have visuals with you, because that way you have more than one thing to pay attention to. And let me say this before you continue, the, to follow up your first statement, I always have at least one round per show that my guest hates me for, for matching up. <laughs> Yes, because the Maranatha players, I love them. And the tracks that they do is are absolutely fantastic. We we listened to Jesus you uh, Jesus Name Above All Names earlier, and it was beautiful. If you were to force me down and, com- and, and make me pick one of them, though, I do think one is better. I have to give it to the battle. Because overall, despite it being meant for a visual battle of a movie, and despite it being a long track, Objectively speaking, in terms of quality, it is superior in my opinion. I think Humble Thyself in the Sight of the Lord, and people are going to hate me for this, has a superior melody, but the battle has better dynamics. Mm-hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, actually. And here's what surprises me about Humble Thyself in the Sight of the Lord. If you were to put the same electronic elements that they mixed in with the classical elements into the battle, if you were to put that in Humble Thyself in the Sight of the Lord, it would be perfect for a movie soundtrack, even though it was never used for a movie soundtrack. I can see that. The thing is, I feel I'm, I, I, again, I feel like my own bias is kind of like hindering my thought process on this because I'm also comparing Humble, humble Thyself uh, in the Name of the Lord to Jesus' Name Above All Names. And Jesus' Name Above All Names was unbelievably good. So I feel like this one didn't measure up. Okay, okay, I got you. Maybe that, I mean, I know we're supposed to compare it to the battle, but, you know, I can't help myself but think about that. No, I feel you, I feel you. But me, honestly, again, this is going to come down to preference. Of course, the battle was never meant to be more concise because it had to match the battle scene, which was long and grandiose, at the end of the classic movie, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. So, I know how whack this sounds, I'm going to have to give it a positive tie once again for both serving their individual purposes respectfully. So, in this case, the battle would win because it overtakes my vote. So that's one up for Team Mainstream. As we get into the final round, either it's going to end up a neck-and-neck tie or Team Kingdom can walk away with the win. Let's see what happens. Round numero cinco.
I think for the first time in the contest, I'm gonna take the floor first. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, Lucy and the Invisible Mansion. Let me start with this one since I have a lot more to say about that one, albeit not as good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love David Arnold. He's re responsible for most of the hit Bond movie soundtracks like Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. And I think- oh, um, Of course. Oh, uh, Die Another Day, be it a uh, fail to most, but still great soundtrack for a movie. Okay, let me start by saying this. I'm gonna go back to my uh, college roommate uh, who was listening to this once we were doing construction one day. He was saying that like the first half of it, like we were saying, sounds like a Christmas carol. And then by the time you hit like the 250 mark, it sounds like a horror adventure film. <laughs> like someone just died at 250. And then from then on, it's just like Snow White and the Huntsman or something. And then like, I don't know why the last 10 to 20 seconds of that always reminds me of like the original Spider-Man score. For some reason but to be frank with you that was so random and inconsistent 
and yet at the same time had so many elements of what makes a great soundtrack and all the natural instruments included, but yet did not implement them correctly in the right pieces. So, be it, it had to match the scene with the book in the movie, which I, I think it complemented okay, but it just it, it sounds too random of a listen when you're listening to it by itself. And I think Silver C- City albeit not as grandiose, was a lot more consistent. Of course, concise again, but again, that's because it wasn't part of a movie soundtrack. Couldn't have to suit the time frame of some scene. Um, so it did have a little more freedom to work with. And I hold to the fact that I think that would make, like Oscar said, a great backing for either a intro to a movie or even a trailer, in my opinion. But if we go down to a whole package, as simple as it was, and even though it's an independent release compared to the signed release, I'm going to have to give it to falling up. This is going to be the one case where I'm actually going to... I'm actually going to lean away from the classic orchestral music here. Because as much as I did like Lucy in the Invisible Mansion, it had the same diversity as well as the same uh, dynamics that the battle had. But not as much at... But not as much individual presence. A lot of what Lucy in the Invisible Mansion did was in context to what the visuals portray in the film. And that's the issue. It, it was. It basically fell. It basically had the same problem as the Umbrella Suite. Whereas Silver City, yes, it was simple. But this was one of those cases where its simplicity actually worked to its advantage because it kept your attention. It had a clear, memorable melody. It mixed it up with different instruments as the song went on. Yep. And as soon as it got to that whole UFO sound effect tor- <laughs> tor- sort of exactly. instrument later on, exactly. It that like. It's, some, it's decisions like that that are risky, yeah. but it did its job because as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's something interesting. I should listen more closely. Exactly. So, yes, I'm actually going to give this one to Silver City because, again, the simplicity is what really worked here, whereas Lucy in the Invisible Mansion fell to the problem that it was written in context to the film. It doesn't have the same solo individual standing that the battle did. Now being said that Team Kingdom won this one, three zip, what do you think? Do you think the Kingdom artists are being a little underrated compared to the more known soundtrack score artists? Or do you think that they're getting the attention they rightfully deserve and maybe they have a little more work to do? I actually would have to say that these people need more attention. If anyone were to follow me on uh, The Green Scorpion, you'll notice that I have a lot of music countdowns. It's a lot of video game music that I review. Music that is not listened to by the mainstream audience. I really think that should not be the case because great music can come from the grandest of people like John Williams or anyone of the sort, but the same quality music can come from people in the lower rankings. It's just a matter of looking for it. The main thing, the main thing about it is publicity. When you're when you're writing a piece or when you're writing a a, a musical or anything, if you're doing creating anything, it again, it's just a matter of publicity. Do you, are you acknowledging the people who are, are up in Hollywood or Universal who promote these grand things? And for all you know, they could be lesser quality than some of the things some uh, some random solo artist can produce. 
And that's the case with any kind of medium. I fully agree with you. I think it's been a great coverage of both sides today. I'm actually going to end the show. Uh, we just finished around with David Arnold, who's responsible for some of the Bond scores. And now I'm going to end the show with my personal two favorite intro songs to Bond movies. And that would have to be Skyfall by Adele and Writings on the Wall by Sam Smith. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, me and my wife just finished watch all four Bond Daniel Craig movies. Me again, probably for the 10th time and my wife for the first time. She thoroughly enjoyed I think her order was Spectre first, then Casino Royale, then Skyfall, then Quantum. And my order was Casino Royale, Skyfall, Quantum, then Spectre. <laughs> but anyway, that's a forever debate. I still think Daniel Craig is the best Bond of all time. Sorry to the Sean Connery diehards out there, but I think he gave us... It's been overstated, but he did give us an emotion to Bond that we've never seen before. And uh, it's going to be a sad farewell. I'm not sure if his, his due date is coming close. Anyway, cheers to y'all. Oscar Duarte, any last minute shout outs and we're out of here. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Thank you guys for listening to us. And uh, we hope to uh, hear from you guys again. Please go to YouTube immediately. Check out The Green Scorpion. Subscribe to the page. And make sure you get a lot of video game reviews and video game playlists for those of you who are video game addicts and big consumers is the guy to check out. And he got the numbers to prove it as well. All right, Oscar. <laughs> cheers. Till next time. Enjoy Skyfall by Adele followed by Writings on the Wall by Sam Smith. Take care. This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. Feel the earth move and then Hear my heart burst again For this is the end I've drowned and dreamt this moment So Stand to I face it all together.
I wanna feel love, run through my blood. 